Mr. Wright. Well, ladies, he may be hard to find because men are apparently going on strike, boycotting marriage, among many other things. According to a recent study, the importance of marriage has gone up for the women, up to 37%, and down for men to 29%. Here to explain the trend is forensic psychologist and author of the controversial book, Men on Strike. Dr. Helen Smith is here this morning. Uh, doctor, nice to see you this morning. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me on. We were having a bit of a discussion about this uh, last weekend I saw on that. the show. <laughs> and the argument is what? That men simply are giving up hope on marriage because um, they're feeling beaten down? No, I don't think they're giving up on hope on marriage. I think what they're doing is they're looking at it, the cost reward. Men look at things in terms of cost analysis. And the penalties for marriage are so high and the rewards now are so low. First of all, there's, there's legal costs of marriage. There are so many men now who are just saying, you know what, it's just not worth it to me. I'm going to be stuck paying the alimony. I'm going to be stuck paying for child support. And it's not just legal reasons. It's also psychological ones where men feel that um, basically they don't really have rights in marriage. Women hold all the cards now in reproduction and all kinds of things, and men don't. Well, that's all true. I mean, I agree with that completely. But it still doesn't absolve men of the responsibility to stop complaining okay. about how the cards are against them and man up and become men because you don't become a man until you assume responsibility. What, what man would take such a raw deal? I don't consider that a man. Well, That's it's not actually, it's not a raw deal. You, you derive deep satisfaction as a man by taking responsibility for other people. That's the only place you get deep, deep satisfaction. So men are supposed to take a really bad deal and sign their rights away and you call that a good deal. Look, you wouldn't understand economic well, rewards. You did well. That's that's good, and maybe you have a really good wife. But a lot of men don't feel that way. But see, doctor, here's where I get confused. I, and forgive me, I just went to a wedding last night, so I'm feeling all loved up. Euphoric. Very, yeah. very, because it was beautiful. <laughs> and any time you do see a wedding, that the hope is renewed, and it does remind you but of what's great about marriage. Right. And so you act as though marriage is such a raw deal for men, but you do get companionship, and you get love, and you get a family. And I see men enjoying all of that and embracing all of that. That's a different topic. Those are also things that you can get with a relationship. We're talking about the legal aspect of marriage. That's, I'm talking about the political and the legal ramifications of marriage, where men aren't getting such a good deal there. And there are thousands of men across the country that I've spoken to and that will tell you differently. And the statistics are bearing that out. A lot of men, you think men need to man up, but to man up, you have to be getting something out of that relationship. What you're saying is that men are getting something just by, by having a woman. They're well, just so lucky. Here's the thing. They're allowed. The one thing I agree with you on is men are getting away with having children without marrying the woman. They're not getting they away have. with it. What's happening is a lot of women, number one, don't want them. The lower level women, what's happening is 40% of the women who are breadwinners, a lot of those lower level women are making seventeen dollars to $23,000. Those women use the government to pay for themselves. They don't want a man. So rather than some Ugh, men are just opting. That's a Why hasn't that's a man disaster. written this book? Why hasn't a man written this book? You because because men can't speak up. I'm here to speak up because people will actually listen to a woman. It's really unfortunate. I want the next man, and I'm hoping by this book that that next man is out so there. What, 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 what Hold on, I want to say something as a man, because I, this always has frustrated me when I see commercials when men sort of speak them. They're acting like men, right? And all these commercials are out there where the man's like the, the lazy guy on the couch. He's a tool. But look the what the culture is doing to the men. Culture is telling men, you are no good. You are no good in marriage. You are no good. Even you all are hearing here saying man up to men, and that's a really negative message to be, to, to be sending to men. But what do you think the solution is? The solution is for us to have fair laws and things for men, and to also, these commercials, we need to look at the culture and say, you know what, 
quit treating men like trash. Seriously, we treat men very poorly in this society, from all the way from men who don't want to go to college anymore because there are many things in college that go on. It is a female-dominated place where men are not treated in a way that is fair. It's easy to sit here and say as high-level men and, and women that things are going well for you, but I've seen many men who are average, lower, and even higher-level men who aren't having such a good time. Yeah. And if you read my book, you might understand a little bit more about the book is well. called Men on Strike. It is compelling, and I think you make a I think you make a compelling argument. An awful lot of people are reading your book, yeah. by the way. Oh, we finna cut up tonight. The voice of reason. You heard that clip? That's author Helen Smith, PhD, author of the book Men on Strike. Why men are boycotting marriage, fatherhood, and the American dream, and why it matters. We're going to have a real discussion tonight about the construct of marriage. When I come forward, phone lines are open. I want to hear from people tonight. 1-800-920-1580. Jashana Johnson might be listening. You should call in, sister girl. Let us know. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a barn burner tonight. The Voice of Reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about on tonight's topic. Very powerful conversation. Hoop dreams no we're not talking about basketball hoop dreams that wedding ring that elusive wedding ring if you like it put a ring on it huh an intriguing look at the hidden difficulties of matrimony it's gonna be a tough conversation i want to hear from married couples i know sean is gonna call in he's been married um but this is an interesting conversation are many people too caught up preparing for the wedding and not for the marriage? Not for a life together. See, that ceremony, I hear a lot of people talk about that dang ceremony. It was the happiest day of my life. Well, it shouldn't be. It should be the beginning of a new life. A, a life that renews itself. Oh, but boredom is a part of some of the issues in marriage. Hmm? What topics should be discussed before you get married? Is a sexless marriage okay? A lot of people are in a sexless marriage, and I'm not talking about one that grew into sexlessness. In other words, they got so old they couldn't use their members. <laughs> they couldn't use them parts. They just say, no, we, go, we companions. No, I'm talking about the people who's whose stuff work, but not on each other. Can we have a real discussion? Huh? <laughs> if your spouse hurts you, how long does it take for you to forgive them? Hmm? How long do you hold a grudge? Hmm? Why? Do you hold a grudge? You got the Super Bowl championship of relationships. You got the ring. Huh? You had the ceremony. Why are you still mad? I, I, I just need to know. Hmm? Hmm? 
Did your family throw plates? Or did they calmly discuss issues? Or did they silently shut down when disagreements arose? What's your conflict management style? Hmm? Where did it come from? Has it been corrected? Should you get married before it has been corrected? Hmm? <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. In your marriage, do you withhold sex after a fight? Maybe not even a fight. Maybe not even a disagreement. Do you withhold sex when you don't get what you want? Hmm? Can we have a discussion here tonight about why <laughs> the divorce rate is at 50%? Why is the divorce rate holding steady? Nobody wants to answer that. Huh? How high is the divorce rate, especially when you throw in legalized separations? Was legalized separations 10 to 12 percent? Hmm? Putting us at 50 percent? Why? Why is this the case? Here's a real banger. Do you really love your partner? Or is it truly a partnership, an LLP, a limited liability partnership? Huh? You married a business partner. <laughs> oh, you think I'm laughing at you? No, I'm laughing with you. Hmm? I need to understand why marriage is so difficult. You know I have my thoughts and my ideas. But I want to hear from you. The number to dial is 1-800-9-2015-80. In 2020, the marriage rate in the United States stood at 5.1% per 1,000 people of the population. That is a decrease, meaning people are not getting married as much from the 1990 levels when the marriage rate was at 9.8 marriages per 1,000 people. Americans' marital and living arrangements have changed considerably over the past 30 years. Why? Huh? The share of adult age 25 to 54 year olds who currently who are currently married fell from 67 percent in 1990 to 53 percent in 2019. Huh. While the share of cohabitation has more than doubled. Is cohabitation a more. Suiting. Right. Does it suit more people because of this new generation we live in? Is it is it more suitable? the word I'm looking for. Hmm? I, I, I'm interested to know because so many people talk very highly about marriage. And I'm not here to denigrate marriage. I'm not here to disrespect marriage. But what I am here to say is that fundamentally, relation, uh, marriage is a relationship. And sometimes we aggrandize, we fantasize, we create this lofty uh, air of marriage thinking that it's going to save us from all the work we needed to do before we got married. See, marriage can turn into a prison. 
See, relationship in and of itself can be a prison if you haven't worked on you. If you haven't done the you work, if you haven't gone through the you marathon, the the you triathlon, the university of you, if you haven't done real work, any form of relationship can feel like a life sentence. Like you married a cellmate instead of a soulmate. I, 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 I just want to talk real. Hmm? The ceremony won't save you from yourself. Hmm? I know this is tough. 1-800-920-1580. Sean from Oakland, California. Please talk to me, sir. Brothers, though, so a wonderful topic, <clears throat> and I'm not claiming to be any expert or whatever, but you, you made me think, which is what you always do. This is I'm an eager learner. I, I'm halfway to 110, so my whole life is based upon can I learn something? I learn something from your show every day. So when I'm listening here, I've been married 30 years. Thank goodness for all the reasons why. I've been together with my better half. And I said that right, better half, for 35 years. So let's remember, there was five years way back in the day in which we actually lived together for part of that time, about three years. And two years, we were doing schooling, and I was trying to play baseball, that kind of stuff, right? So this is serious stuff, right? Um, This is a a relationship, as you say. Why people don't want to you know, um, actually make that commitment, or they think the commitment is this, let's do a big to-do um, and, and a wedding, and, and everything's going to work out okay because we had this amazing, expensive wedding and all that kind of stuff. Look, here, my only advice is to say, you know, experience each other. Maybe the young kids haven't figured out, Zoe, I don't know. Experience each other. But you have to live with them a little bit. You know, you have to be in the same house with them. Maybe you have other roommates and stuff. I mean, because, you know, costs of things are crazy. But even it, but when you finally get into a place you could be together, just you two, you learn so much about each other. Can we do this together? And do you want to do this together? And then you never know what can happen. But I understand the apprehension of young people. I get it. There's financial concerns. There's everything else. But I'll tell you what, if you ever do find that person you really want to make it work with, you know, hey, give it a chance because you never know what might happen. Can I ask you this? Because that is a great point. Anything. When you say give it a chance, because from my understanding, and it's a limited understanding, brother, this is why I need your expertise here, right? From my understanding, when I hear people say, give it a chance, they are in an, in anticipation of receiving something. I say, give it a chance, from my perspective, means let it unfold. Let it reveal no. something to you. But I think most people say, I'm going to give it a chance, is basically saying, I'm going to wait for you to give me ultimately what I'm after. Can, can you expound on that idea? I hope so. What a great point. Um, 
First of all, please don't get in a relationship if it's reward dependent. Ooh, please come on, don't do that. Come on, Sean. <laughs> don't do that because, look, I mean, whether it's a man or a woman, let's remember, women are kicking ass in this society, and I can say ass, but kicking ass in this society, and they may have more money than you do. So what I'm saying is, don't let it be reward dependent. Let it be intrinsic, brother. Mm. Like that process between you and your partner. And I look, I'm talking about this like I knew this when I was 23. I did not know right. this when I right. was 23. Right. You had to grow I, into I, this I, understanding. I, yes. Yes. Go ahead, that's Sean. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So I'm not trying to say like I just knew this and it was all good. And so I've had all my trials and tribulations and all these things and, and bumps in the road. My goodness, I could tell you that for the whole show. But, yeah, make it be intrinsic, the process. When you guys get together and, and, and your lady or your man, whoever it is, asks you, you know, hey, you know, can you do this for me or whatever? I mean, do it and then see. It's just, it, it really is like, and do it enthusiastically, too. Mm -hmm. But by the way, I always love to do uh, things for my better half, but there's an occasion. She'll ask me to do something when I can't do it right now. Just be uh, a communicator, you know, and say, I'm going to do this, but right now I cannot do this right this second because of whatever. I'm working, doing whatever. But look, I'll tell you, man, it's intrinsic. These things together, working as a partnership. And, and, you know, when you're young, too, sex is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, everyone wants that kind of thing. But, look, it's got to be – isn't it more enjoyable when, when it's just like you guys look at each other a certain way and then, bam, we're going to go off and do that somewhere, be as private as possible and just do it our own way, whatever we like. We know what each other likes. <laughs> Come but, on, Sean. But it shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't just be like a chore. It shouldn't just be like, oh, do this for me because I'm the man. Or, or do this be, to me because I'm the woman. Because I tell you, I've been with a few women back before I was married, which was a very short time. But, man, they were more aggressive than I was. So, yes, it can work both ways. But I'm just saying, man, I, I think that when you really want to make that commitment, Remember the financial implications and remember that, you know, you're in this as a team. You are a partnership and it is part of it. There's no doubt. Mm. But you really want to be the love to be intrinsic. You right. really want it to be solid. Right. So that's my two cents. Man, Sean from Oakland, California. Once again, McCovey Cove got a baseball in it. You hit it out the park. We appreciate you always, man. Call in any time. The phone lines are open. I want to hear your thoughts. Why do marriages fail? What are some of the major issues in marriage that prevent them from being successful? Why is the divorce rate so high? Right? I'm going to go deeper into stats and figures and words and concepts, but I really want to hear from you. I want to engage with you. Remember, this is a non-judgmental platform, so anything you say won't be held against you. We will accept it as a valid perspective. Cali Soul, Denver, Colorado, get in here. Let's talk about it, sis. Peace, love, um, love. how you doing? I'm good, I'm good, so good. <laughs> um, this subject is, is interesting as with all your other subjects. 
from a socioeconomic standpoint, society has scripted it so that people have no other choice right now than to cohabitate. Mm. It's expensive out here. So the young people, a lot of times they're turning to cohabitation just out of survival before they even get to love. So, you know, for them, that might end up actually being a beautiful um, equation because they're going to learn how to work together. They're going to be friends. And then, you know, maybe by then, by, by a few years passing by, you building with this person and working with this person, um, then you turn to the love aspect. Now, marriage in the first place didn't never have nothing to do with love. It was an economic thing. Like, what can my family wait, 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 by wait, joining? Wait, 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 Kelly. So before you get too deep, because you're already cooking, I got to carry you forward. Hang tight. We're going to go back to Denver, Colorado. And Kelly Soul, she's about to break it all the way down. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Was on the line. She was really sharing some very heavy stuff. She was about to get into the origins of marriage, and she said it really has nothing to do with love, if I'm not mistaken. Not mistaken. And hold up, I just had an epiphany. Sound like what you're telling me is Whitney was one of the sirens for the Disney story that they sold us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe but it wasn't anyhow. Whitney. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Clive. Let's say it was Clive Davis. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The writers, the writers. Yeah, but yeah, they still packaged it up and sold it to us quite nicely. <laughs> Go ahead, sister. So yeah, marriage was never about love. It was about what our family is going to gain by joining with your family. It was a tribal thing. They were trying to take over territories, get more, garner more things so that we can be in control of more. Now, when the peasant population or the lower class, for lack of better words, started wanting to get married too, the upper class looking at like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all are stupid. You don't have nothing to join together. Why do you want to join with this person? Because they didn't understand the concept of marriage. For them, it was like, no, this is this is about love. We want to join because we want to. We want to be together forever. (laughs) And also, I think as society, you know, grew, grew down, I would say grew up, but we kind (laughs) of moved into some very nasty spaces because for that peasant population, they still didn't understand that they were subscribing to marriage. It's about control. So then that control gets turned in on the human. And it's like, okay, well, uh, we ain't got no land to to gain or no resources to pull together to gain. So now I'm going to control you and I'm going to tell you what I need you to do and how I need you to show up. You know, we incorporate religion and the Bible and all that. And it, it gave folk a script like, yeah, why you got to honor your husband? Your, your, your wife is like cattle, you know, and people follow that. And then you, you go into today, we're moving into a dangerous space because, us joining together, pooling resources together out of scarcity 
Hmm. <laughs> that's that's dangerous because, you know, when you do get in these spaces and you perhaps, you know, grow to love someone more, you know, you you end up having a kid or whatever or two or three and then you're knee deep with this person that you don't, that's not really what you wanted. Hmm. And, and furthermore, like, and I think it's very dangerous for like um, us as a people, culturally, I see that black women are the ones garnering um, properties and stuff like that. Like our hunter gather gatherer um, roles got totally flipped around because you got the women who are now hunting as well. So it's like, we don't even understand the value of what, what we used to do in a marriage or in a partnership. The men will go out and hunt and the woman will gather the resources and keep them together and divvy them out according to what the family needed. The woman was the saver. And now we don't even know our roles anymore. We, we too busy hunting. And it's like, okay, you're hunting, you're getting all these resources, but how are you putting them to work for the family to build a legacy? Mm. Like, what does that look like today? But we've gotten so far away from, you know, religion and all of this stuff. We went in the opposite direction, but some of the, some of those societal parameters that we've created or whatever, they did benefit us and give us structure. But now that we are like destructuring society, we're destructuring what marriage looks like, the roles that women play in, in, in the world, the roles that men play in the world. We, we're, we disassembled that, but we haven't put it back together in a productive way. Hmm. So that's why marriages are failing. Very interesting take. One of the reasons, at least. Very interesting take. You know, I love it when you call in. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for enlightening me. I love Thank it you. when you call. I, I love it when you bring in that fire. Call in anytime. You are more than <laughs> welcome to do so. Man. Let me, just, let me just shout out the successful black marriages. Because there are a lot of people out there. Well, not a lot. But there are some people out there that are married, that are black, that are happy, that are getting it done. Let me just shout y'all out because you guys really need to understand that it's an amazing gift that you have received. Right. It's an amazing gift because let me let me you know, I like to go philosophical. So Krishnamurti says something that was very, very powerful, that was very, very insightful. Uh, when he talked about, you know, society being sick, right? And you hear me quote this quite often. It is no measure of health to be fully integrated into a sick society. So the question is, if society is sick, would that make most of the marriages sick too? If we're in a toxic society, does that mean the relationships are by default toxic as well listen let's let's get let's dig deep first off your ceremony is a ritual right ritual is the root word of spiritual can't be spiritual without a ritual so your ceremony is a ritual but you know what else is a ritual your attachment style you modeled it and so you ritualize it through your behavior. It's almost unconscious. And if you don't work these things out before you actually get married, 
those rituals will continue to play out after the marriage ceremony and or ritual. So this is why people say relationships and marriage is work. But I think they're talking about working together. I think they're talking about uh, building something. I think they're talking about respecting each other. But here's the real thing. I've been talking about this ever since I've been on the air. Relationships don't work unless you work on you. And it doesn't matter uh, if the justice of the peace help y'all jump the broom. If you haven't worked on you, nine times out of ten, that marriage is going to fail. Ceremony. Late 14th century. A religious observance. A solemn rite from French. Ceremony. Ceremony. Uh, that sounds Italian. Right. And directly from medieval Latin, ceremonia, from Latin, ceremonia, holiness, sacredness, awe, reverent, rite, sacred ceremony. Right. Ritual 1560s pertaining to or consisting of a rite, a rite of passage, rituals relating to religious rites from Latin, ritus. Right. Here's the thing. Yes, the ceremony is a religious, spiritual ritual. But does it have any effect if you haven't undone the traumatic rituals, the shadow rituals within yourself? When I come forward, Zoe Williams is going to talk more, man. We're going to talk why marriages suffer on The Voice of Reason. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Hey, let me tell you, if you married and you got this kind of wonderful in your life, you better hold on. Let me tell you something. Relationships are a highly reflective classroom where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. But if you can find somebody that you can love the way that record feel. If you can find somebody that you can love through your lowest lows, your middest mids and your highest highs. And they don't change how they feel about you. Brother. Sister, you better hold on. And even if they do change a little bit, they still bounce back and say, hey, it's all good. I had a moment. And y'all got space in your relationship for that moment to exist. Let me tell you something, man. You, you special if you've got that. A lot of people have everything else. The icing, the trapping, the ceremony, the ring, uh, uh, the church, the dress, the groomsmen, the bridesmaids. And a lot of people got all that stuff, but they don't have what it takes to have a real relationship. See, marriage, you, you, oh, it makes it more serious. And that means you weren't serious to begin with. Marriage is a step up. Then that means you marginalized where we were before we got married. Oh, see, see, I, I know. See, people look at it as the trophy. Right? This is what certifies our relationship, no, this it certifies it for the government. But the God in you needs a different type of certification. The God in her needs a different type of certification. Do you see? And most people miss that. 
We live in a society that is bereft of spiritual awareness. Most people don't know that relationships are inherently spiritual. No spirit work, no self-work, no shadow work. Then the chances of the relationship being doomed or running into what I call relationship entropy. Entropy is the second law of thermodynamics. The The longer a thermodynamic system goes on, the more it begins to break down into chaos. And relationship loses its spark. You don't treat me the way you used to. It becomes doing dependent as opposed to being dependent. What is being? Listen, it's dependent on my being. Hers and mine. It's not dependent on what we do. It's Do you see? People who haven't done the work need things done. They need outcomes. This is why they have so many expectations. This is why those expectations are inflexible. Oh, I know we're cooking tonight. We, we got some real stuff to talk about tonight. But I'm here to tell you, just because you're married doesn't mean you're safe. Can we talk about infidelity in marriage? Financial infidelity. We've already heard Sylvester Stallone, you know, getting this divorce, and it was discovered that he was, somebody was trying to hide some money, allegedly. Can we talk about financial infidelity? Can we talk about cheating? Arnold Schwarzenegger was married to uh, Maria Shriver and had a baby with the help. Now, marriage don't protect you from nothing. Right? Listen, when I come forward, I'm going to get on the phone with my homeboy Big E out of Chicago. We got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 158. My lonely days are over. Turn it off. Sometimes people just want to be with somebody they can complain to. Huh? (laughs) Sometimes misery just won't company. Let me tell you something. Misery will get married. Don't, don't, don't ever underestimate. Misery got, misery want a soulmate. <laughs> misery want, want a husband or a wife. <laughs> Y'all better not let these records get you caught up. Y'all got work to do. You don't get married and go, now that's over. No, no, no. It's just begun. You, getting married is like marrying your university. It's like marrying your college. <laughs> you married to this curriculum. You can't ghost your spouse. Well, I guess you could. Biggie from Chicago, jump in here and talk to us, brother. No, what up, bro? What's happening, man? I'm in here, man. What's happening with you? Man, I've been trying to find so many different ways to talk to you about this, man. But listen, it's like, you know, like marriage, that's the best thing to happen to a person. If you could find that right one person, that, that that's so beautiful, right? I'm Is that beautiful? It's beautiful. Yeah, so I said listen. that earlier, Big E. I said if you found the right one, hold on. Did you hear me say that? 
Right, but listen, but okay, so so this is what I gotta say now. So listen, now if I can just live my life and just deal with her, 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 her until I die, that that shouldn't be a problem to nobody. All right, so wait, wait, Biggie, you about to get deep. Hold tight. When we come forward, we're gonna go back to Chicago and talk to Biggie because it sounds like he got a lot to talk about. The skies above are blue My heart was wrapped up in clover the night I- KBLA 1580 Santa Monica I'm telling you, that reception was on fire when that record came on. Then they got a divorce two weeks later. See, let me tell you, all the uh, the ice and, and all the, the pomp and pageantry, that's all fine and dandy until the work happens. And many of us confuse the work that relationship naturally reflects to us. Uh, we confuse that as an opportunity to blame our partner for what's wrong. Many relationship problems center center around power dynamics and control or trying to change your partner or trying to police your partner, micromanage your partner. I I would wager that many married people have never truly accepted not only their whole partner, but their whole selves. I would I would wager. Right. I would I would I would wager that many people are using that relationship as an escape from loneliness. Right. Let's just. Right. We already know marriage is the number one indicator of wealth. We know divorce is the number one indicator of poverty, especially for men. Men go broke in divorce. It's over. It's a wrap. That's what Helen Smith was talking about when she said marriage is a bad deal. So we we know marriage is a business. It's a social construct. And many people say, oh, no, it's love and God and all that. No, no let, come on now. Come on now. If you haven't met God in your heart, how did you meet him in a person? Oops. Uh-oh. I, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that level of truth in here and I could be wrong listen nobody said I was the the end all be all word on this but I need to know what y'all think Big E from Chicago jump in here brother and talk to me man no I'm back again yes sir (laughs) yes sir hey brother give us your final thought on what you were about to say because we got callers my friend I was just saying, like, the women out here, like, they different, though. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they so different. Like, we got to adjust to the difference. Like, everybody trying to find a way. Like, it's so hard right now. But we going to find our way. But it's not just with, oh, you got to get married and be with her. No, it could be like, no, you could deal with her today, her tomorrow, or deal with them together. Like, like it's options out here in this world. 
wait, Big E, what happened? Big E said, hey, just throw the whole thing out the window and get your smorgasbord going. Go ahead, Big E, I hear you. No, 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 no. You find that you find that right soulmate, you get her. But if that don't work out, like if it's not working out, still have your schedule plan for uh, this woman, that woman, another woman wait, who, wait. who's going who's gonna to be the wait, You don't wait. go dry without a woman. Wait, Big E, hold on. I'm here to tell you, even your soulmates don't like you. Even your soulmates. No, they don't have to like you. No, no, no. This, this is not about like We know women are on edge right now in this world. Women are on edge. They are, and they transgressing and doing better things than men. And men getting left behind. So they feeling like the Terminator out here. They're like, women are getting tougher. So... Okay, that's cool. Get your thing on, but we can still deal with them. Just it's just that we put them on the schedule to me right now. Boy, you those type of women. Do you know women will fight they you for women. what you just said, Biggie? They will come fight you, man. No, they shouldn't. No, they should. They, they should because they know they schedules. I know your schedule, baby. Like, like I'm like I know your schedule. Like, can I be your schedule? We ain't got to argue about the miscommunication. I want to be a part of your schedule. Put me in the schedule. Hey, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey brother, <laughs> let me just say this. Big E, I appreciate it, man. We got to move forward. We thank you for the call. Call in anytime. I got to get a sister in here after that. When we come forward, I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia, where one of, the, one of my favorites is calling in, Vanetta. When we come forward, the voice of reason shall continue this bonfire. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. She was pretty in that dress. Loved the way she make her face up. When she beat her face up. You understand? She beautiful. Okay. Yeah, she beautiful. But is she pretty on the inside? Hmm? You play, isn't she wonderful? Isn't she love? Let me tell you something. What makes a person lovely are the internal battles they've won. That's what makes somebody a soulmate. See, your soul can mate with somebody else's soul when you meet your soul. Many times people haven't even met their soul. Their personal, their internal stuff. Many people haven't even met their soul. I like the way Ronald and Mary Holnick word it in their book, Loyalty to Your Soul, the Heart of Spiritual Psychology. You see, the spiritual law is that we receive according to what we give. So if you feel that you're giving more than you're receiving, you're either giving less than you think you are or receiving more than you think you are. Ooh-ooh. Either way, to receive more, you must give more. First off, if you're sitting in here keeping score of what you give, you're not in relationship. You're an investor. You might as well put all the stuff you do for somebody, you might as well put all that energy and effort into AMC stock. <laughs> You're a relationship broker. 
Do you understand? It's a lot of people out there, man, that are keeping score, that are keeping a relationship receipt. And when they don't get paid back, they feel slighted. Let me say it again. Loyalty to your soul is the name of the book. Uh, Ronald Holnick and Mary Holnick. These white folk done started a whole university that's not accredited. That costs thousands of dollars. Everybody been Tony Robbins, Ian Levan's right here in Santa Monica. The University of Santa Monica right here on Wilshire. A spiritual college. I'm, I'm telling you the truth from their book, Loyalty to Your Soul. As you grow into the realization of yourself as a spiritual being residing in eternity, you find your entire sense of personal history, re, uh, listen, receding into the background. Who I, where I am, where I came from, who I am, what I'm about. You no longer identify with this. No, but you come into the relationship with standards, beliefs, principles, uh, expectations that are all rooted in the toxic background from which you sprang. And you think the relationship, the marriage is supposed to work. As you become more and more aware of who you are, your attachment to your past and identification with it becomes less and less. This is loyalty to your soul. You haven't even met your soul, but you want a soul mate. You haven't even met your soul, but you want a soul mate. You want to you want to be married. You want to be married because that has been the fantasy that has been sold to us. That's the ultimate level of commitment. But you lack commitment to you. How are you going to commit to a person and you haven't totally committed to you as a process? How is a work in progress going to denigrate? downgrade and judge another work in progress tell me that's not happening in intimate relationship marriages today right now this is why marriages are sexless some of them excuse me some marriages are sexless it's because they don't know how to communicate they don't know how to communicate they haven't identified their communication style and and listen when i say identify your communication style the communication styles are not monolithic they phase in and out but which one are you in predominantly in conflict Combative or collaborative? Cooperative or competitive? Avoidant, right? Which one are you in or indifferent? Let me tell you something. When I recognize that you, listen to me very carefully. When I recognize that you're about blaming you hear me say this all the time. When I see unidirectional blame, I know I'm dealing with a spiritual child. And we supposed to get married. And everything and everybody is the problem but you. Come on now, 1-800-920-1580. From, from loyalty to your soul, we bounce back to Helen Smith's book, Boycotting Marriage, Men on Strike, Boycotting Marriage, fatherhood, and the American dream and why it matters. American society has become anti-male. 
men are sensing the backlash and are consciously and unconsciously going on strike. They are dropping out of college, they are leaving the workforce, and they are avoiding marriage and fatherhood at alarming rates. The trend is so profound that a number of books have been written about this man-child phenomena, concluding that men have taken a vacation from responsibility simply because they can. But why should men participate in a system that seems to be increasingly stacked against them? This is why I say if you are married and it is good, and it is working. I want you to sit down and have a bowl of Lucky Charms. Because you lucky. You and your husband sit there. Well, Lucky Charms don't taste the same as they used to. But sit down and have a bowl of Lucky Charms. And look each other in the eye. And celebrate the fact that you guys are together. Because it's rare. Love is rare. You live in a society that told you love is a verb. You got to do something. No, love is based in your being. But you've never, this society doesn't teach you to be being-based. It teaches you to be doing-based. What are you doing? What are we doing? What have you done for me lately? When are we going to get back to doing the things that you did when you got me? Did we, what, come on now, show me. Prove to me. that This is all doing. And doing is a performance. And whenever there's a performer, there's an actor. And wherever there's an actor, there's a damn screen, a script writer. And many men, because we've been socialized not to deal with our emotions, our emotional IQ is really low for many men. We rely on doing. Let me take you out. Let me show you that I'm interested. And women have been con preconditioned to look for the doer. That's why you get duped. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Call me, call me, call me. You don't have to agree. This is just my perspective. Talk to me, Vanetta from Atlanta, Georgia. Talk to me, Vanetta. Hello, though. Hell is low. Welcome to the show, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I really hope. Hold on. I got my TV in the background. I really hope that men are not opting out on marriage. I really do. And the reason for that is because when I was growing up, marriages were more sacred. Women would talk on the phones with their girlfriends, but they barely spoke about their husband or what was going on in their household. Neither. They talked about everybody else and gossip on the outside, but they didn't really sit there and talk about their problems with their girlfriend. And men, especially my dad, my mom was off limits. He never really spoke of her. That's sacred. He kept all of that. No. But today, men and women, both, I'm not just saying men, Men and women, you're married to their family because their family know what happened in your house before you even get there mm. on both sides. It's not sacred anymore. 
just everybody, your everything that's going on in your marriage that you're not happy about, if you can't talk to your wife about it or she can't talk to you about it, or it's the conversation is with the girlfriends or or with the family members, mostly family members. So when holidays come, everybody knows everything about everything about everything. That's not a marriage. Mm. Marriages, they won't work that way. It's too many people that are involved. It's too many people that are voicing their opinion. It's too many feelings that are being hurt behind those kind of things. It's just no, no sacredness. It should be just the husband and the wife discussing whatever is going wrong in that marriage. Mm. That's one of the reasons. So you're saying, uh, talk, another, wait, wait, you're saying toxic friends and family circles that are being brought into the inner sanctum of the two. The two people that are together, the two people that are wed, go out and talk to their toxic circles, friends and family. Is that what you're laying out for me? Yes. Mm. Go ahead. I'm listening. And that really breaks down a marriage. And even if one or the other did not speak with the friend or family member, if one of them does, then the other partner automatically is in a space where they're like, I've been violated. So I opt out. I can't. No, I've been violated. My space has been violated. How do I speak to my spouse about this when now it's not our problem? It's everybody's problem. Mm. You cannot make a marriage like that. That's just, it's too, it's just not sacred anymore. It's like, no one really cares about no one else's feelings. They only care about what their feeling is. Um, a lot of times it doesn't start with one person. I mean, it doesn't start with both people. But when the person that maybe starts violating and then it gets back to the other person, they've got to defend their space. So therefore, over time, one or the other is going to be like, no, this is, they're just going to opt out of the entire situation where there can be any violation because even if there's arguments, if they know or one or the other know that this is going to involve the entire family, then there's no more holidays with the families. There's no more. It's a break. It's it's a breakdown of the family because there's no sacredness. And then when you come to, um, um, what is it? Economics and finances and those kind of things. That's good for the family because, and that's why it's not good if men opt out of marriage because the black family if they don't marry and they don't build something for the next generation and next generation, it's, I cannot imagine what that's going to be like. Well, sister girl, you already know. I love it when you call in, you don't call in enough. We appreciate the call and thank you for sharing your insights. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for jumping in here. The Voice of Reason is on fire tonight. This topic is on fire. The phone lines are open. I want to hear your opinions. Here are some benefits of marriage. You get 
marital tax deductions. You can file your taxes jointly, Social Security benefits, prenuptial agreement benefits, IRA benefits, legal decision-making benefits, inheritance benefits, health insurance, a lot of good stuff, right? Right? Simplify your life with a joint bank account. But you can have that side account, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> enjoy increased borrowing power. File together for income tax benefits. Gain Social Security benefits. Consider combining health insurance. Investing for retirement. Plan your estate as a married. There's a lot of benefits, man. There's health benefits for men. Stave off depression, isolation, and loneliness. But don't act like being in a marriage will protect you from loneliness. Especially if you don't know how to talk. Hmm? Especially if you don't know how to relate. Hmm? See, again, marriage is a relationship. Relationship is the school of you. I call it the university of you. You're going to get reflections. And sometimes these reflections that you receive from your partner will irritate you. And your job is to say, why? Does it irritate me? Right? Where does my trigger live? Why is it there? What is its purpose? Right? It's really simple. I, I, I really want you guys to understand this is not something to be taken lightly. It's a business. Heru Ali might disagree. Heru Ali. Battle Creek, Michigan, in the building. Talk to me, man. Peace and love to the family of nations. Honor soul. Yes, sir. Listen, I want to talk about this topic of uh, the sexless marriage. I've never been in a sexless marriage. I was only married once. But what I want to speak to is and this is, it, it's, it really hits home for me. After 17 years of being in a quote-unquote monogamous relationship, marriage, four kids, eventually, you know, the sex gets routine. Can I say sex? Over? Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. The sex gets routine. We've built this foundation from high school, 17, 18, on up to 34, 35. So, I mean, you know. So, when my mother was dying and she was in the hospital, we were going back and forth, and I was in the hospital and she was in a coma. I was watching a Dateline NBC uh, show, and it was about sexless marriage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And and what I I heard was when she in a coma, it's like, listen, you don't need another technique. You so, don't need another so toy. Wait, Heru, what you need is Heru, honesty. Heru, hold on, yes, brother. Yes. I got to take you forward. Yes. You about to get deep. Yes. I want to give you space. When we come forward, back 
to Battle Creek, Michigan. Is it good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Andy, turn this record off. This is a lie, too. Let's stay together. Not if you ain't worked on yourself. Huh? This prison. This Shawshank Redemption with you. I don't want to be in jail with you. If you in jail to all the unhealed and unacknowledged trauma and how your mama raised you and how your daddy beat on you and, and he left and you waking up in cold sweat screaming because of all the stuff you've been, don't nobody want to be with that. Okay? I'm just here to tell you the truth. And this is what people don't understand about spirit. Spirit is going to call in an equally damaged reflection, an equally damaged mirror. Uh, uh, Keith Lean, Heath, in my chat room called it a reflectionship. Not a relationship, a reflectionship. Lord have mercy, that's profound, because that's what it is. Battle Creek, Michigan, Heru Ali, jump in here, man. Listen, honestly, everybody, um, when when mom was in a coma and I was sitting there, you know, she's all tubed up, innovated. Uh after my shift from the fire department, I watched uh a Daylight NBC show and it was about sexless marriages. It was uh pastors and wives, there was various couples. And what I really appreciated, what was so profound for me was that the therapist said that, listen, you don't need another toy or another technique. The only thing you need is truth about how you truly feel. You need to validate each other's feelings and what they desire without judgment because this is a judgment-free zone, and that will make or break your relationship. And it is exactly what I used. And listen, it's truth is liberating. And sometimes, I just got to be honest, when you bring truth and it's acknowledged and it's in a non-judgmental form, Sometimes that liberation comes in the form of separation. Mm, 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 mm. Even though we've been together since high school, guess what? You can't provide me this and that and thus and so. Let's at least be cordial and go our separate ways. Mm-mm. And... Mm-mm. Hey, listen, Heru, Heru, we not finna be cordial. You know why? No, you know that. We you not, know we that. not That's about to be cordial. You know, you know why? Let me tell you something, Heru. We not gonna be cordial because I didn't get my desired outcome. And for many people, that's why a breakup or divorce is so bad because they're invested in a desired outcome. 
So sometimes so it's now, so listen to me, it's easy for two people to go their separate ways, but it's hard for a person to let go of a desired outcome they didn't get. So sometimes that desired outcome is in the background of their consciousness trying to formulate new what standards, principles and expectations for the next person. Because they're still after the desired outcome they didn't get in the last situation. Go ahead, brother. Even if it's a woman. Go ahead, brother. Finish. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Even if it's a woman. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you. You already know that. Peace Call in. Love to the family and nation. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, back to Krishnamurti. Where there is love, there is no duty. But your whole relationship is predicated on duty. The man in the first clip in the first hour, the newscaster said, men have no purpose unless they provide for people, unless they protect people. As if God made men by purposed beings. You got two purpose. You got two jobs. That's all. That's all you got to focus on. Is feeding and protecting. Wrong. Krishnamurti, my favorite philosopher of all. Where there is love, there is no duty. You got to remember, marriage is a social construct. Right? And I'm talking about as it is currently constructed within this society. Conceptually constructed within this society. But I'm here to tell you that marriage is more. Marriage is spirit. You have to be married to the source that is within you before you can get married to a person. Because if there's a disconnect in your relationship with self, there will be a disconnect in your relationship with others. Where there is love, there is no duty. When you love your life, when you love your wife, you share everything with her. Your property, your trouble, your anxiety, your joy. You do not dominate. You are not the man and she is not the woman to be used and thrown aside. A sort of breeding machine to carry on your name. When there is love, the word duty disappears. L listen to what I'm saying. Duty. The Sanskrit word would be dharma. Your dharma. This is your purpose. This is what you're supposed to be doing. No, love is about being, which connects it to consciousness. Love is a high level of consciousness. This transactional, mercenary, materialistic, toxic society made it a duty-based gig. This is why a lot of men don't want to sign up for it, because in the end, it turns out to be a bad deal. 1-800-920-1580. When you got a toxic person that you break up with, think about, uh, 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 wait, I'm being told that I got to go. I got to go forward. When I come forward, oh, I got a little bit more. Okay, I'm not being told that. Okay, good. So again, when you're dealing with toxic people, resentment, resistance, revenge, get back, all of these things come into play on the inevitable breakdown of the relationship, right? All these things come into play. Let me tell you something else. 
People are, so you're against marriage. No. I believe that there is a spiritual marriage that trumps the social template. I believe at the highest level, right, of consciousness, that marriage could be fruitful and beneficial for the people involved. But I also believe when you got a, a world of toxic people, I don't care how many ceremonies you go through, that relationship will be toxic. Really quickly, here are some benefits of being married. You get a longer life, right? Lower risk of STDs, potentially. Because let's not act like married people don't cheat. AshleyMadison.com is a website just for married people to go cheat with other married people because everybody in that little community got something to lose. When we come forward, more heat from the voice of reason. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Turn it off. You stood right beside me until I lost my money. Then you bounced. <laughs> when I had that good job, you was loyal. I lost uh, I lost my job. And then all of a sudden, this ain't working out. Let's not act like this, dog. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, y'all. I'm, I'm being serious. I would say 98% of American society is toxic when it comes to relationships. I believe that maybe 2%, maybe 1.5% of people are really experiencing something authentic. You see, I'm just stepping on my co-host tonight. I want to feel good. I want to feel good with these records. But I know the reality of relationship demands that you focus on you. But the way it's set up, I didn't sign up for this. You didn't deliver on what I came here for. Back to Krishnamurti. It is important to understand, not intellectually, but actually, in your daily life, you, how you have built images about your wife, your husband, your neighbor, your child, your country, your leaders, your politicians, your gods. You have nothing but images. The images create the space between you and what you observe. And in that space, there is conflict. So what we are going to find out now together is that whether it is possible to be free of the space we create via the image, not only outside of ourselves, but in ourselves the space which divides people in all of their relationships. You married a role. Uh -oh. And she married a role for many people. And when you step outside your role, outside of the societal template of what you're supposed to be, I didn't sign up for it. <laughs> Relationship is spirit work, y'all. And just because you're married 
doesn't absolve you of the responsibility. So again, back to my list. The benefits of being married. Lower risk of STDs, kind of. Better health. Mm-hmm. Drinking less alcohol. I don't know who did that uh, research, but fine. More earnings. Yeah. Easier to bring up kids. Sure, you want to bring up kids in a married situation. But if you can't, you can bring up healthy kids without being married. This is true. It depends on the quality of the consciousness of the parents. But okay, fine. Better quality of life. Allegedly. Long life companionship. Oh, with a 50% divorce rate. When I come forward, Zoe Williams will continue this most powerful discussion. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. So you're having my baby, and it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious than to raise Cut it off. She gonna take you to child support. Soon as you cheat on her, man, she gonna take the kids, go with her mama and them. Let's listen, man. <laughs> Al B. Sure wrote that record. You know Al B. Sure was cheating on his his baby mama on cute Quincy's mama. Uh, Quincy's mama. Come on now. <laughs> This is such a beautiful record. I done told you, man. The artist is tormented. These are his aspirations of love. His expression. Oh, yes, this is how I want it. I want to love like this. Man, when your art love better than you. <laughs> you they say love, uh, life imitates art or art imitates life. You can't, when it comes to relationships, you can't even imitate the beauty of the love records. Huh? Jiddu Krishnamurti. You say you love your wife. You depend on her. She has given you her body, her emotions, her encouragement, a, a, a certain feeling of security and well-being. Then she turns away from you. She gets bored and goes off with someone else and your whole emotional balance is destroyed and this disturbance, which you don't like, is called jealousy. There is pain in it, anxiety, hate, and violence. So what you are really saying is, as long as you belong to me, I love you. But the moment you don't, I begin to hate you. Most of us are spiritual children playing a real life game. The game of love. Do you understand? Uh, let's, let's go back to Dr. Ron and Mary Holnick, authors of Loyalty to Your Soul. Our purpose for being alive is fulfilled by moving more and more deeply into our spiritual hearts and experiencing the presence of love. So many people with emotional demands, right, really belay their spiritual development. Oftentimes those demands are authored by poverty, scarcity, fear, ego, uh, uh, unhealed trauma so you try to build a relationship out of that <laughs> so
Sister, don't I I wouldn't go for it, sister, unless he showed me and whoop, whoop, whoop. And, uh oh, now hey! You attracted a deadbeat human because there's something dead in your spirit that needs to be reawakened. And that deadbeat human reflects something you've neglected. I love the way the sister said reflectionship. That's what it is. But you don't want to do the work. You want somebody to come in and do the work for you. You can have the ceremony. But that doesn't mean you're going to have what it symbolizes. I started the conversation. You finish it. Danny Morrison and Robin Ayers are coming up next. The heat will continue for the rest of the week. The Voice of Reason will see you tomorrow. I'll never let you down. Lady, believe in me. You and I will never fall apart. You and I will never fall apart. You and I will never KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.